welcome back to the Your Journey to Happiness podcast. My name is Angelo Quibelli. And today's season two, episode 10, fall down seven times, get up eight. Yes. I heard Denzel Washington say this the other day on a uh, TikTok video. I love my TikTok. And um, feel free to look me up on TikTok, Angel Quibelli. And it's going to be some cool stuff. But anywho, so Denzel said you know, in some kind of interview, you know, uh, I think it's, I mean, I think it's great for motivation. If, if you get up, if you fall down seven times, you just got to get up eight. And now I'm not going to pontificate and say what you got to do and all this stuff, right? But I'm going to tell you how I take this. So that spoke to me. Um, I love that philosophy, that attitude. If you, you know you fall down seven times, you just got to get up one more time. Then you felt, then you fall, then you fell down, right? I remember in tennis. Right? I used to play tennis in high school and college. And um, I remember there was the, you know, basically there was always that mantra or expression or motto that, you know, if you could hold your serve, hold their serve, the opponent's serve, let's say you're playing singles, you could hold the opponent's serve every time, you then, that means you just got to beat his serve once. In other words, if every time he serves, you win that game, then you just got to beat him one time when you serve, right? Same philosophy. And again, um, Stallone, right? Sylvester Stallone, uh, Sly. In his la- that last movie with him and his son, I forget the name of it, and he made that motivational speed, speech about, you know, life ain't sunshine and rainbows and all that. I love that speech, by the way. And he basically said, it's not about how hard you get hit. It's about, what do you say? It's not about how hard you get hit. It's about hard, it's about, what the hell are you saying now? It's not about how hard you get hit. It's about hard, it's about you get, it's about how you get hit hard and keep going, keep moving, keep getting up, keep moving forward. It's about taking the hits and keep going. Right? Was it, is it how hard you get hit or how, how hard you hit? I forget. But anyway, you know the point. It's about keep, keep moving forward. And, you know, Denzel's, you know, mantra is the same thing. It's all a go. It's all about going that extra step. Keep moving forward, and you know, I don't know. If, I wouldn't say that I've I've had grit. I'm a kind of a grit guy my whole life. I mean, I think I'm showing it now. Maybe most of my life I did have grit. I don't even know. I, I don't know. But the point is, I I always kept moving forward, and now more than ever. You know, I'm not like an entrepreneur. I'm not like that kind of guy. I'm not really good like that. Um, but I am a hard worker. I keep going. I keep working. You know, I don't. And I, and believe me, I've lived check by check, and I still am. There was a short, only a short, a short period that I didn't live check by check by check, was when I was doing great in the stock market with trading options when Trump was in office. It was crazy, and I and if you heard some of my prior podcasts, you you saw the excitement in me, right? And ever since he's been out of office, the market just tanked, and it just keeps tanking. And for my style of trading, I don't do well. So, but when I was trading, following when I finally figured out how to do it, and it was and my trading works in an up up market, I was doing fabulous. In fact, that's how I got my money to put the down the down payment on a lock cabin, and uh, so I, I really learned what I was doing. And it was exciting. But other than that, six months to nine months to a year, whatever, maybe nine months, right? Other than that, I worked, I lived check by check. You know, I, I wasted my time being a, in law enforcement for 23 years, and all that did was make me struggle for 23 years, right? My first dopey salary as a New York City cop was 26000 and what, six, 700 or something like that? It's ridiculous. But uh, so anyway, so I know about living check by check, believe me. And sadly, now I'm even worse off, to be honest, and I'll tell you why. But the point is, though, I never complained about money. I just went out and got it, whatever it took. Now, I worked hard. I didn't work smart. I'll be the first to admit. I'm not a smart worker. I'm just a hard worker. And that, you know, look... 
that gets you a couple of pats on the back. But if you can learn how to work smart, that's even better. But I never figured it out. So I remember even as a cop making that crappy money. You know what I was doing on a Saturday? Because um, at the time, for a little bit, I was a, I was a cop on the midnights for my first like year and a half. So on Saturday morning, I used to deliver carpets for a place on Atlantic Avenue in Brooklyn, which was in my precinct, the 8-4 precinct, downtown Brooklyn. It was Calfian Carpets. And there was a guy, the manager there was a retired New York City detective, a good guy. can't remember his name. And um, so I guess he hired me to drive the delivery truck. It was a box truck. On Saturdays, only Saturdays, because that's the only day I could do it. And I don't know how many calls we had, I don't remember. But I would deliver throughout the whole five boroughs. I don't know if we went out to Long Island, I don't think so. I don't remember. But I would deliver these beautiful, like, Persian rugs that were, e- that were either purchased, new, or they were people's rugs that wanted them re, like, mended, re, what do you call it, re... You know, do the outside, the, the bond, rebound, rebound, to do the binder on the edges over, something like that. And um, we, my, me and this guy's son were, de- were delivering the uh, the carpets. I think, because um, he was a retired detective, he preferred having, a, I guess, a guy, you know, on a job with a gun and all that to, you know, in case of robberies or something. I don't know if they ever got robbed in the past. I don't remember. But the point was, I, the bottom line is this. I just, I got $100 for the day, no matter how long it was. And it was a pretty stacked day on Saturdays. I got $100 for the day to drive this truck, 100 cash. And, you know, cash is king, right? So, I, you know, I, I mean, I always did stuff like that. You know, I wouldn't say that's working smart, but, hey, it was extra cash in my pocket, right? And, um, but I was never afraid to work. Again, I didn't work smart, but I worked hard. And I made, you know, I paid my bills. What are you going to do? I never complained about bills, ever. And I've been inundated with bills. And I am to this, but to this moment, I'm not, but I never complained and I never will. Because I'm willing to work for it. And sadly, I think the new generation, the not new generation, the younger generation, Sadly, I think they're not on board with that. They don't get it. I think they'd rather... Well, let me speak for my just my two sons. My two sons, one just turned 25, the other one just turned 19. They're six years apart. This 26-year-old is um, finally got a job for the first time in his life, a real job. He's an EMT now in, um, in North Carolina, in the Greensboro area, Guilford County. Um, hard worker, he loves it, apparently he loves it, he'll probably end up going to paramedic school that they offer, and from there I think he'll end up going to uh, PA school, physician's assistant school, he's a smart kid, smart as anything, really smart, really focused, right, but, you know, not a hard worker, hopefully now he is, but up until now, not a hard worker, not worried about, not, you know, he'd rather complain about bills than go get a job at McDonald's, salting french fries, like, he felt that was beneath him. You know, and both my kids, whenever they said, hey, dad, I need money. I said, you know what's got money? McDonald's has money. Right? My older boy, when he was 16, I brought him to McDonald's to apply for a job. Didn't want to do it. And then my younger one, when he was 14, McDonald's lowered their the, the hiring age to 14. That's huge. Oh, my God. In my day, I wish McDonald's hired at 14. I would have so worked for them in a heartbeat. 100%. And I'll bet today, I'll bet today, I would have probably owned 10 McDonald's on my own today if I started working for them at 14. What a great company. Anywho, so my young one at 14, went, I took him, filled the application out. No follow through. For all I know, he never set up his voicemail for his cell phone so that the manager could even give him a call. But just lazy, complaining about money. I don't have it. I don't have it. And uh, I remember my younger one. He, uh, I probably even told you. So I don't know. You know, he, st- he started working for some crappy deli. 
that this Indian kid in his high school class, uh, his family owned like 10 of them or some sh- shit like that, right? So he, still, he worked for like a month maybe, maybe month tops. And I told you this, one day he walked in my, he walked in to see me and, he, and you know, I guess he didn't have to be there till 10 or 11, like to do the lunch, to work the lunch crowd or something. He comes in one morning, like whatever, two weeks into the job, I think. He's like, hey, Dad, should I go to work today? He's asking me this. I said, well... And, you know, I couldn't really say what I felt because he'd lose his shit. So I said, well, you know, do you need money? And, like, he wasn't even, like, quick to answer that. Meanwhile, he's driving a BMW that his mother's paying for, and I'm paying for the insurance. Insurance for him, he's a new driver, he was 19. I'm sorry, he was 18 at the time, new driver. $400 a month insurance for him. And his mom, for some reason, felt he needed a BMW. So she gave her, she gave him hers, her nice four series coupe, coupe, and then a four door coupe, the four four series four whatever it was four forty four thirty no four thirty, which was a great car. And then she she leased herself a crappy two series BMW. So she's so she's paying like four like what five and change I think for the lease for him, five and change or four and change for hers. Oh my God, God bless you. So anyway, so here's a kid now, here's a guy, here's a kid now coming in, coming to see me saying, Dad, should I go to work today? And he's riding around the BMW that he's not paying anything for. I, I would be embarrassed to ask that question. So I said to him, well, do you need money? Knowing that he very well does because he ain't paying for that car, right? I said, well, do you need money? Cause, and he couldn't answer. So I said, well, because if you need money, then go to work I mean to me that's like this, you know my generation that's the simplest thing you go to work if you want something you go to work but these kids today it's like it confuses them and it's not only my two sons I, I know for sure because I've been in situations I've spoken to managers or owners of businesses like looking for a job myself and they're like we can't get anybody to work that's why we, you know, we had to shut down, or we had to go from, you know, six days a week to five, or because they can't get anybody to work. Are you kidding me? And now COVID's over, and these stimulus stimuli checks, or stimulus checks, whatever you want to call it, and unemployment and all that horse shit that was just number fraud during COVID, that's all gone now. So, don't people need money? I don't get it. Right. Fall down seven times, get up eight. Right? You know, pay seven out of your eight bills and then pay the other one. Like, like I don't know. I, I don't get it. So, so I, anyway, I told my son, I said, well, if do you need money? If you need money, then, you know, maybe you should go to work. And, of course, he didn't. He, like, quit, like, a day later. <laughs> Funny, right? But... I'm a firm believer in fall down seven, get up eight, keep moving forward, right? It's not how hard you get hit, it's how hard you get, that's what it is. It's not how hard you get hit, wait, no, Jesus Christ, it's not how hard you hit, it's how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. I think that's the that's the uh, quote, right? And I'm a firm believer in that, and I've been hit hard my whole life emotionally, um, financially, socially, I've been hit hard, you know, and I just strongly believe in that, that ability to just keep moving forward, just get up and keep going. What's the alternative to wallow in your financial problems, to wallow in your social life because you're not dating and you can't meet anybody I mean you know you could apply to say anything in your life you know to wallow in your career because it's a dead end and you're not moving up that great corporate ladder like what's the alternative you're just going to wallow or are you going to keep getting up keep moving forward like what do you got to lose it's just a little sweat a little time a little grit I mean, maybe I had, maybe I did have grit my whole life because I kept moving. Is that what grit is? To keep getting up after you get knocked on your ass? Is that grit? Then if it is, then I've had grit my whole life. So, 
but I am a firm believer in just keep moving forward in everything, whatever it is. Like I said, dating, financially, socially, just keep moving forward. You know, you're going to get hit. You're going to get knocked down. And sometimes it seems like you just, you're constantly on the floor because you just got knocked on your ass. I get it. I've been there. I guarantee I've been there. You know, just as much as you as if not more. But you got to keep moving forward and hope and pray and pray to God every day and manifest whatever it takes to just get up and keep moving forward. Whatever helps you, whatever's, you know, whatever motivates you to keep moving forward. Don't wallow in it. Don't complain. Don't cry. And I've done that. I mean, I haven't complained, but I have cried. Honestly, I have cried. And I've prayed to God. I've manifested more so now than ever because, you know, I told you, like, I'm, I'm in a financial tough time right now. Um, and, I, you know, I knew it was coming because my, my pension, which used to be excellent, is now switching over to a different system. And it's, it could be up to a four-month transition where you're not getting paid at all, which would devastate me. And right now we're on, like, we're on, you know, the first month of no money, no pension. You know, we're on month two now. We're on month two now. Getting close to month two of no... We're a few weeks away from two months now of no pension money coming in. And that is tough for a guy like me who lives check by check. Who lives pension check by pension check. That's hard for me. And, I mean, I told you this before, on January 1st, I had less than $100 in my bank account, both checking and savings together, and I had less than $10,000 in my trading account, which at one time I think was well over $125,000, $125,000. So, you know, I've been doing a little bit of crying lately and a lot of praying. And I even started manifesting because I'm just learning what that's all about. So, uh, so it's, you know, it's a tough time for me and I'm not complaining about it. I'm working, I'm trying to get the work done, but I'm, I'm in a transition with that too, because of, of reasons I can't really get into, but I'm trying to work my ass off just to get this stuff done. And it's, it is frustrating and I'm in a situation. I've been in a situation for the last like month. And a half, two months where I've been, I knew because I knew this was happening. And again, instead of complaining, just what do I do? Get out there, try and get get more work. So I can, I, I can honestly say for the last month and a half, if not two months, because where are we at? January? So do we want to send, let's say, December 15th or so? November? Yeah, I, could, I can honestly say for the last two months, more so the last month that every day I was on Craigslist applying for anything and everything. I was on Indeed.com applying for anything and everything. I was on LinkedIn, and I'm talking about numerous times a day. LinkedIn applying for, any, for anything and everything. Also on LinkedIn reaching out to my my contacts on LinkedIn. Like I have, um, I think over 1,500 contacts or something like that. Or connection, connections they call it, right? Connections on LinkedIn. I was hitting as many up as I could, almost begging for work in a nice way, but pretty much begging. You know, getting very little feedback. Hey, you know, not right now. We don't know. I'll keep you in mind. You know, the usual bullshit, right? So, and then I got a few offers, but I can't, for reasons I can't get into. There are certain, not certain jobs, but. I, I can only get paid a certain way. I can only get 1099 income. I can't get, I'm not allowed to get W2 income because of my pension. So I'm very limited in that. And it's very little. First of all, there's very, there's zero cash jobs anymore like there was back in the day. Right? Like I used to work for a liquor store for $10 an hour in cash, right? There's no of those jobs I think even exist anymore for cash. But, and there's even very little. 1099 jobs where they'll pay you on a 1099 to your corporation, which I have my own 
tax ID number and I get paid I can get paid through that so a lot of well the bigger companies don't do that for I don't know why but they don't and a little you know a little mom and pop sometimes are a little nervous about that they think like they're doing something wrong or illegal and they're not you know you could pay someone on a 1099 as long as you don't dictate like their hours like think of a real estate agent real estate agents are on a 1099 because the broker who's in charge of their real estate agents aren't telling them to come into the office every day or when they got to be in. That's what violates the, uh, the 1099 contract. So as long as you're not telling somebody to come in to the office 9 to 5, 5 days a week, there's no violation. If it's even if it's a security thing where, hey, I need you at, you know, I have a contract at this place. I need you at that shift from 4 to 12. That still could be a 1099. Or you're doing investigations like I've been doing. That still could be a 1099. It's not knowing but but believe it or not, some small investigative firms and security firms feel that they gotta pay you on a W-2. It's retarded. And you know, if I get the chance to even speak to somebody about that with a hesitant, I say, listen, why don't you talk to your accountant? Which nine out of ten times he doesn't know, unless he's like a small business accountant, he's not gonna know that it, he's he might even think it's like a big deal. But if you deal with an accountant who works for clients who are small businesses, they know, yeah, you could hire this guy as a consultant. You could hire him for whatever, whatever your business is. And in my case, they, you could hire this guy as a security consultant, a safety consultant. And you could even hire him as an investigator. Because it's it's not a set amount of time, you know, and you could even pay him. You, he could even work 40 to 60 hours. It, that doesn't change it. But some, most of these places are so terrified. And they don't realize that, A, they can pay you 1099 via 1099. And, B, that um, it's better for them. Because they don't have to pay, pay employment taxes. right? And they don't have to pay workers' comp uh, insurance on you. Because you're an independent contractor. So, anyway, the point is, it's always like an up... It's an always a uphill battle for me to try and get work and I can't tell you how many jobs I had to turn down because they would only pay on a W-2 first of all I wouldn't I can't but I wouldn't want to pay uh, get paid on a W-2 why do I that's 50% money why do I want money, half my money taken out for taxes I don't need that shit I did that for 20 something years as a cop why do I need to do that again why do I need to work for somebody again as an employee that's bullshit so, anywho, uh, it's you know it's an up, it's an uphill battle, you know. And I thought I had a great thing with this uh, this uh, guy that just started his own firm, and he was looking for a full time and a part time um, investigator to uh, to help him. And he's doing uh, his his niche. I think he created a great niche for himself. He's um he has a PI firm. He used to work for somebody and finally broke out on his own, which I admire. Um, and he has a firm now that he specializes in. I guess he hooked up with a bunch of attorneys, right, in his area. And he specializes in criminal defense investigations. And now there's even a certification for that, for investigators. Criminal, it's called was it CD, criminal defense, I guess CDI, maybe. Criminal defense investigator certification. Um, which I would like to take that next time the class is available. I don't want to do it online. I think it's in Florida, and I would like to take that maybe next. And once I think it'll probably be available next spring. That's one thing I would like to take. So he has this little niche for himself. He's looking for you know a couple of guys. One I guess full time, meaning just full time hours. That's what it should only mean. And the other guy part-time, meaning, well, you know, just a few hours a week, right? But he is such a nervous ninny, this guy. And, oh, I'm so sick of this kid. He's a young guy, just a nervous ninny. He, you know, I even asked him, I texted him, I said, what, you know, what, why are you hesitant? Because he said he doesn't want to pay via 1099. I think he really doesn't understand. He's afraid. He's a nervous ninny. Uh, he's shaky. That's what we used to call uh, inexperienced sergeants on the job. They're a little shaky. This kid's shaky. He's nervous. Just it's just stupid. I even text him. I said, "Well, what you, you know? What are your concerns? You know?" And he didn't have the, the balls to respond to me. What a lightweight. What a Nancy. Anyway, so 
So, um, but I, and though, though anyway, the point of that rant was that um, I, I've had to turn down so many jobs, my God, and some of them were really good jobs because they don't want to pay on a ten ninety. And then the other day, some guy had the nerve to tell me to tell me straight up, it's a contract, it's a year contract to be um, an executive protection specialist for this company. It's a year contract. Hello, contract. It's a year contract. No, it's only W-2. That's ridiculous. No, they can't do a 1099. It's a contract. It's for a year. That's that's the, that's exactly the reason to do a 1099. Anyway, I'm sick of it. But the point of the story is this. And again, I'm sorry I kind of ranted a little bit. The point of the story is this, that... that I just kept I kept moving, and even with these no's, sorry we can't do it. Oh, I don't know anybody right now. I just kept moving forward, and like I said, I was on LinkedIn all day. I was on Craigslist all day. And what sucks about Craigslist, Craigslist is half it's fraud. It really is a lot of it's fraud. Be careful. A lot of like Nigerian scams. You know, work from home and all this shit, and it's half it's the Nigerian scam. But anyway. Uh, Indeed, Craigslist, um, LinkedIn, hitting up my connections on LinkedIn, begging, right? With a little, little my hand out. Um, and I even went into storefronts to, you know, see if they need anybody to do whatever, right? That's how desperate I am. Because again, I don't complain. I, but I know I got to get out there and get the work done, right? I got to pay the rent, right? Pay the mortgages, whatever the case may be, car payments, right? You don't complain. You just get out there and do the work. So the point is this, so I kept moving forward. I kept getting knocked, I kept getting knocked down, but I kept getting up one more time than I got knocked down. Because if you get knocked down, you're going to stay down, you're done. You might as well just hang it up, Mary. Or Francis or Nancy, just hang it up. You gotta keep getting up, even if it's humiliating, even if you want to cry, even if you look in the mirror and say to yourself, "What a loser!" You can't even pay your bills. You gotta keep getting up. And I kept getting up. And you know what? Today was an amazing day, and I'll tell you why. I'm gonna share it with you because this is all about sharing. Sharing is caring. Am I right? So. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and, you know, I want you to learn from my failures. God forbid, I'm a, and, and God knows I'm a failure, huge failure. So, today was a special day. Today was an amazing day, and I'll tell you why. Because in, in the furtherance of me getting up, right, this the eighth time, right, I got knocked down seven times. Well, number eight, I got up. I just had to get up eight times, right? So on this eighth time, I got up, and you know what I did? Obviously, that's a metaphor, right? You know what I did? On that eighth time, as Denzel would say, I answered a Craigslist ad for a local place for a baker. They were looking for a baker. Don't know if it was part-time, full-time, I don't care. I'd be happy with a, a half a day of work, all right, just to pay some kind of bill, right? So I answered the ad. I was able to text someone instead of email. I texted, it said show contact information, right? Or, you know, when you hit reply and it shows the contact information, sometimes it'll show an email. Sometimes it's like BS Craigslist, e- Craigslist email, whatever it is. In this case, it was a, a local cell phone number. I texted it. I said to so and so, hey, let me know. I mean, I don't know. I forgot exactly what I said, but hey, I'm interested in the, you know, um, the uh, baking position or the baker position, give me a call and let's talk about it. And she didn't call until it was at least a week later, possibly two. And I forgot about it. I was, I was literally, it was the other day. When was it? It was actually, it was Saturday morning. What's today? Today's Thursday. It was Saturday morning, right? I'm on the couch, on the sofa. I'm hitting up the usual, Craigslist, Indeed, LinkedIn. All of a sudden, I get a phone call, and uh, and I answered it, you know, because it was a local number, I answered it. 
and it was it was this woman. She's like, hey, you know, you 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 mentioned you respond to my ad and this and that. Tell me a little bit about yourself. And I did. And she's like, well, I know it's a little short notice, but can you come in today and talk to the owner? I said, absolutely. This was like at nine in the morning, nine thirty. I think it was nine thirty in the morning. She's like, can you come in today? I'm like, absolutely. Right? That's that whole getting up. That's that whole getting up eight times. You don't say no. Like, oh, I don't know. I'm busy. Busy doing what? I, mean, I was in my pajamas. I just finished drinking uh, drinking espresso and having a biscotti with my dog. I don't have time to go to an interview. Are you kidding me? So this was my num- getting up eight times. This was number eight. Saying, yeah, absolutely. What time you want me there? How about 1130? You got it. Right? I showered, shaved, trimmed my beard. Right? Which is now, by the way, now it's an, a nice goatee. And I finally, I stopped, as a side note, I finally started growing a mustache. I could never do it before, you, you know, years ago. But I just, I tried it this time and it actually came out. You know, I had a barber like trim it up a little bit the first two times, which is kind of a waste of money. And now I do it myself. I got the right clippers and things and all that. I do it myself and it's looking pretty good. But I, I, I'm now in a goatee, a full goatee. A full Perry Mason goatee. And I'm digging it, actually. So anyway, so I tried trim my goatee. Actually, you know what? I'm trying to think. Did I? No, you know what? That weekend, I was thinking about shaving and going to a goatee. So that was the moment I did it. And it came out great. So I took care of that. Went to this interview. We just talked a little bit. Me. The person, actually, who contacted me is like a... She's a, uh, I guess, a, a small business consultant. She's got a nice little thing going for herself, nice little niche ski going for herself where she is helping, I guess, small business clients grow their business. Don't know her, what her background is, her expertise, but I don't care. She called me, right? I'm loving it. She's my best friend. Am I right? Right? Number. Get up eight, right? Get up eight times, right? She's my best friend. So I went to meet her and the, the mom and pop owners of this bakery. And they're either husband, wife, or girlfriend, boyfriend. I'm not sure. I don't care. So we had a nice little conversation. I'm sorry for yawning. I apologize. But I worked all, I worked all day today. I'm exhausted. And I got to be there tomorrow at 5 a.m. Because I got the job. All right. So I met with them, the three of them. Good people. Nice little place, you know, not a lot of energy. They close themselves down for two weeks to regroup. Cool, sounds good. Um, seemed like we were all on the same page, what I could do for them. And um, I mentioned I make a to-die-for scone, because I am proud of that. I do make a to-die-for scone, which I should learn how to sell and monetize, because I'll I could probably do well. Um, so... They were like, okay, great. Can you be here next Thursday? We'll have a bake-off. You're scone against mine, the owner tells me. He's, uh, his thing is, his go-to scone is an orange cranberry scone. Mine was, you know, I kept it simple. I'll do a mini chocolate chip. Right? I don't got to do add coconut, which I just did. I made a batch at home. Mini chocolate chip coconut, which was, which was excellent. And, um... I normally do like a chocolate chip pecan, which comes out excellent. Again, I'm sorry I'm yawning. I was I'm working my ass off today because I'm all about grit. I'm, I'm This is the first podcast I ever episode I ever I ever created. I'm yawning. I'm, I'm, I apologize, but <laughs> I worked my ass off today, and I got to be there again the rest of the week. So or the rest of the weekend. So anyway, so there's like all right. Listen, come this Thursday, meaning today. Be here at eight. I expected five or four, but hey, whatever. Eight, eight works better. Be there at eight. We'll have a little bake off. I got there. The guy wasn't there, so I said, "All right, cool. I'll just make my my batch of my scones. I'll make a batch of uh, sixteen mini chocolate chip." They had most of the supplies. Um, they didn't have some things, but we worked it out. We ad libbed. We created, which was cool. I actually learned a lot today. I really did. Believe it or not. And I baked off uh, the 16 scones. Came out great. By this time, again, sorry, I'm, re- I'm yawning. I'm exhausted. By this time, the owner came in. The guy, I mean, not the not the girl or the wife. Um, and again, I ran. I did my thing independently, which shows a lot. Shows a lot, right? 
Oh my, I supposed to sit there and wait for the guy to show up and tell me what to do? No, I knew I knew my recipe for scones. They had the supplies, or we ad libbed a few others, and I I baked them. I turned on the oven. I asked the 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 girl, the woman, the one wife or whatever she is, whatever would you like me to use? She showed me how to turn it on. Bingo, I'm in business, baby. So um, and I was dressed to kill. My chef's outfit, dressed to kill. Well, you can't half-ass it. Listen, if anything, don't half-ass it in life, right? Yeah, this place isn't gourmet. It might not be gourmet. It's a little small bakery, mom and pop, but why can't I go in hard like I'm working for a five-star restaurant or for a Michelin-star chef? Why not go hard? That's what it's all about. You don't half-ass life. So I went hard, dressed to kill, and they couldn't believe it when I showed up like that. Let me tell you something. They couldn't believe it. I showed up with such an image today, unbelievable. So I baked my, I baked the first batch, came out great. And I was a little, I will admit, I was a little nervous because I didn't know the oven. You know, I'm still trying to figure out an oven that I'm working with now, so I don't know the oven. I was like, oh my god, I was praying. I was a little nervous last night, but the batch came out great. The taste came out great. Consistency. This guy loved it. Everybody loved it. They all took a piece. And what did I do? I took one scone, I chopped it up in like four pieces and let everybody in there try it. I did that. And I'm not a salesman. I can't I couldn't sell you a bottle of water in the desert. But when I'm when I'm good at something, I could sell that in a heartbeat. So I cut it up, passed it out, they loved it. I was like, listen, you know, would you want it any other way? You know, is it sweet enough? You want it more sweet? You want I mean I thought there were plenty of chips and I I went a little overkill with the mini chips. Um I'm sure that's not a good thing for food costs, but I did that. You know, asked them, do you like the consistency? Everybody loved it. The owner came in, loved it. Um, he was like making another batch. Actually, he liked it, just the look of it. Not until he said to me, make another batch. Yeah, make another batch. Make another, I think he said make another 12, and I ended up making, my batch is, is 16, so I just made, it was easy to me to do another batch, right? So I did another 16. So... But before, as I started to do my mix, my prep for that second match, I said, well, let me wait, hold on. Why don't we try one and see if it came out good enough? Because why, why do the same thing if it wasn't good for whatever reason? I mean, it looked good, the consistency was good, the smell was good, but, you know, maybe it tasted like shit. I don't know. Because we had to ad-lib a few things, right? They didn't have buttermilk, which I needed. I told them I need buttermilk. I told them exactly what I needed. They're like, yeah, we got that. Meanwhile, they didn't have any buttermilk, number one. Right, but thank God they actually showed me that you can make buttermilk by, by let's say you do eight ounces a cup. You need a cup of buttermilk. My recipe only called for six ounces, but let's say you need the eight ounces. You're gonna do eight ounces anyway, right? It's easier. Um, they told me um, to do an ounce of lemon juice and then fill up the rest of the beaker or the measuring cup up to eight the eight ounce mark with milk. Hey, sounds good, right? And I wish I knew that, you know, at home because I can't tell you how many times I threw out a container of buttermilk because I didn't make like a second batch right away or a third batch and it just went bad, right? So now I know I can make my own buttermilk at home. So anyway, and then, but they didn't have milk. They didn't even have milk. It's a bakery. What bakery doesn't have milk? Mink, you forget about it. So anyway, now I'm like, oh my God, there's no milk. So they're like, all right, just take half and half. Three quarters of a cup of half and cap, half and half, I'm sorry. Three four three quarters of a cup of half and half, and do a quarter cup of water. And they, and you got milk. Uh, so that's what I did for my first batch. I ad-libbed it. So now I don't know how this is tasting. So before and then when the owner came, the guy, he brought a gallon of milk, which is great. So I figured, okay, well I'll do the lemon juice and the real milk at least this time. And um but before I, as I as I was about to measure my first um, you know, measurement, measure it out. I said, you know what? Let me grab one scone, the biggest one, because they don't. I mean, I try to make them uniform, but sometimes there's some that are bigger than others, right? So I grabbed the biggest one, and um, actually, no, you know what? I grabbed the smallest one that would be less sellable. You see, smart, huh? So I grabbed the smallest one and I cut it into four pieces because there were four of us there. And we all tried it. I thought it was fine. Everybody loved it. So I'm like, good. The owner liked the size I was doing. 
that's that particular size I made. And he loved that. He, and I just re, redid what I did. I did it with milk this time. I don't know how it... <clears throat> I didn't do a taste test on the second batch, but I don't really need to. I'm not going to waste another scone. <clears throat> so, but it looked good. Smelled good. Again, made sure it didn't burn, right? Because you can't have that in, in, a, in a restaurant or a bakery. You don't want anything burned at home. That's one thing, but in a, in a you know, restaurant, bakery, you can't have that. So... I pulled it off, two batches, 32 scones, minus the one to taste, um, and they're in the, in the fridge right now, ready for the, them to open tomorrow to go in the case. And then uh, after I did that, it's like, well, all right, what else do we need? We. Kept using the term we. See, that's important too. Kept using the term, the term we. And I was just being myself to that. I wasn't overkill. I wasn't throwing myself at anybody. wasn't trying to make friends. In fact, if anything, I was a little on the quiet side trying to figure out stuff on my own. Where's this? Where's that? Only if I hadn't asked a question did I ask a question. I kept my mouth shut. And if there was a time to just engage a little bit, I engaged. Because that's what I do. I learned that from my dad. Engage. But it was. It's, for me, it's effortless. Because it's not fake. So... After the second batch of scones, my mini chocolate chip scones, you know, the owner was there, of course. I was like, listen, what, what do we need now? What do you want? You know, what do we need now? We. He's like, all right, well, let's do, um, well, what do you want to do? I said, well, I don't, I don't think you have anything else that I, you know, normally make. Um, but why don't we, you know, what do you need? Let's get, let's, what do you need? You know, what do, what do you need? What do we need? I can be using those terms, right? And uh, he's like, all right, well, we, uh, let's do brownies. So he showed me the recipe. He, you know, he walked me through it a little bit. But I pretty much, you know, I, ha- I pulled it off. I never made brownies before, but I pulled it off. You know, he had the recipe there. It was pretty self-explanatory. And if I had any questions, I'd ask him. No biggie, right? He even helped me a little bit. Um, that came out outstanding. Um, then again, you know, what do we need? Well, let's do some oatmeal raisin cookies. Did that. Banged it out. Very little guidance on his part. And I got to tell you something. There was so... I got feedback, you know, towards the end of the day. Because then that, then that lady showed up in the afternoon, the, the business consultant. And I guess she got some... She saw me. First of all, she was amazed that I was even in a chef's outfit. She didn't even expect that. That, like, that blew her away. Right? And, and you know what? When you want... When you're negotiating a, a nice hourly wage... That helps to be, to look professional, and I think that played a lot on what they offered me later on tonight. So, you know, everything was warm and fuzzy. I left. I got home. You know, the lady when she was there, she said, "Listen, we'll talk later. We'll finalize everything." So now I'm getting a sense that she's going to make me the offer, so to speak, and not the mom and pop owners. So. But even so, during during my time with the owner, you know, I tried to get a sense of, you know, well, what do you, what do you, you know, what do you need from me? Because I'm I'm available. I I'd like to just you know back you up and and support you know the good stuff you got going without let's without creating new stuff. Let's not reinvent the wheel. Let's just shore up what what you're doing. Let's double down on what you what you're doing right now that's successful, which is he's doing a lot of wholesaling, believe it or not, and. His wife is doing the specialty cakes, icing, fondant, fondant and all that stuff, maybe wedding cakes, right? Stuff like that. You know, that's where her creativity is. You know, he's the one moving the business forward. So, um, you know, we had a nice discussion. We we're on the same page. And by the time I left, he's like, you know, I'm like, well, what do you need me to do to help you out? See, it's all in the language. It's all in how you present yourself, right? He says, well, yeah, you know, if you if it's okay with you, I said, listen, I'm free 24-7, which I am. I got to pay my bills. I didn't tell him that, but I got to pay my bills. So I said, I'm free, I'm free for you 24-7. I, you know, I like what's going on here. I really think I could, I could really help you out tremendously. So he's like, well, you know, I would like, because right now they're only open. The store itself is open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, which I think is crazy weird. And they want to eventually open on a Thursday, but the, as it stands now, but they're there doing the week anyway, doing doing stuff for this wholesaling. So I don't get it. Like if you're there anyway, and the lights are on, the ovens are on, open the front door, make a pot of coffee, and sell stuff. Am I right? 
Am I right? So anyway, and we've been discussing that, and I think he's uh, he's getting he's understanding where, not, where I'm coming from because I just don't see being closed. I, I don't get it. But anyway, without being condescending, I just said, listen, I think you know we gotta get to the point where we open that door because because I said to him, I said, listen, we're here, and just like I said just now, we're here. The lights are on, the ovens are on. You're paying the electric bill already. You're paying the rent. Let's sell stuff. I'll make whatever you want. I'll make it for you. Let's sell it. Let's get stuff in those cases. Let's get a nice fresh pot of coffee on. Let's sell it. So he was pretty on board about my excitement. And it, and apparently him and his wife are a little on the introverted side. And I noticed that right away. So what's funny about that is that, you know, and I have I do have a presence. I mean, I, go, I know you guys don't see it because I don't do a, a YouTube video. But I do have a good presence. So... And I was all about that today because it just came out. It comes natural to me because I'm not faking it. So anyway, so I left him. Like I said, the lady said, we'll talk later. So now I'm getting a sense. Of, okay, she's like, mm, you know, she knows their numbers or something. And she's going to make me the offer. He's just happy that he's, he trusts me to give me a shot, right? So I get home and... Um, I text the lady. I said, uh, something like, any good news? <laughs> like, you know, where's my offer, right? And, um, I mean, he basically already offered me a job, but, like, we didn't get into specifics, and, and I kind of need to know that, you know? I need to know how much guilt we're talking about, how many shekels, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, or as uh, Sebastian Maniscalco would say, you getting any scratch for this? So I need to know how much scratch I was getting for this gig, Right? <laughs> So uh, anyway, so she said, oh, do you have time to talk? I said, absolutely. So I called her because this should be a conversation, not a text. Like, hey, I'll give you 15. No, I want 17. Like, that should be in a conversation. I'll give you $15 an hour. No, I want 18. You know, that should be a conversation, not a text, right? So I called her because she didn't call me right away. <laughs> Maybe she's waiting for me. So I called her, right? Again, keep moving forward. I called her now. I texted her. I called her, Right? So we had a great conversation. She blew me away. She's like, they were so impressed with you. You're going to be the face of the of the operation. Because none of them, <laughs> believe it or not, want anything to do with the, the retail part of it, which is crazy. They don't want nothing to do with customers. They don't want to serve coffee. They don't, I, I think that's the funniest thing. And um, so they see me, they see that I... I'm the presence. I have my chef's outfit on, you know, nice stuff. And they want they want me to be not only doing what I got to do in the, in, the, in the kitchen baking, but they want me to be the face out front. They want me greeting those customers, the whatever few that walk in, hopefully getting that foot traffic to build. But they want me to be the face of the front while still, you know, locking things down in the back. I like that. And I was very excited that I exuded that today you know I brought my A game today guys I gotta tell you I brought my A game today I was nervous but I brought my A game and thank God someone appreciated these people appreciate it they're excited about me and and the offer I got was off the hook I literally started tearing up after I got off the phone with that girl and I thank God the first thing I did was I thank God and I started tearing because this offer was it's it's for me it's it's gonna save me it's gonna do so much for me and I, and I was so blessed with this opportunity with this offer whether it's a prayer of God whether it's manifesting whether it's the stars that are aligning it happened today and it would not have happened if I didn't get up eight times after being knocked down seven, if I didn't get hit hard and still got up to move forward, if I didn't do that, this would not have happened today. This amazing day would not have happened. And my friends in life, whatever it is, just look, we're all struggling through shit, right? We're all trying to, to move forward. We're trying to get better. 
We're trying to make more money. We're trying to make our business grow, start a business. We're trying to, you know, get better in our our job, right? You know, rise that corporate ladder. We're trying to just make ends meet. We're trying to pay bills. We're struggling now more than ever. We're trying to get, you know, someone in a special person in our life, socially, socially, right? Socially, sexually, romantically. We want someone in our lives, don't we? Right? We want we want things in life. And we and we were forced to 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 pay for things in our life. Right? We have bills. We have bills, we have desires. So how are you gonna get there? What are you gonna do? This is what I'm talking about. Because my friends, when you when you put and I spoke about this before, when you put these like when I met that guy in Virginia, right? Um, that had the training, and and, I, and if I if I if I had stayed there, I would have got a lot of work because of that, because of me reaching out to him on on LinkedIn, taking his training course. He would have had full time work for me, maybe even six days a week, had I stayed there, right? But my friends, you got to put yourself out there. You got to whatever you got to do to get up that eighth time, to get hit hard and still get up. Brush yourself off. Whatever you got to do, whether it's in the dating world, whether it's in the business world, whether it's in the corporate world, whether it's just trying to survive, you have to get up that eighth time. You have to shake that hard hit off. And my friends, when you when you put in that work, when you put yourself out there, when you get up that eighth time, And, and it pays off. It's always gonna get paid. It's always gonna pay off getting up that extra time, a hundred percent. Because you know, if you stay down, you know it's not gonna pay off, right? So the only way to get paid, for the only way to get paid to, for it to pay off, right, is you gotta get up that extra time. Whether it's dating, like I said, you're, let's say you're social dating, whatever you want to call it, you gotta, you gotta. You know, keep putting yourself out there. You have to, you know, like or say hi to one more person, right? Whether it's, you know, looking for a job or a better job, you've got to, you know, answer that one more ad, knock on that one more door, right? Because, my friends, when you you get up that eighth time, when you brush yourself off, and, and, and you, whatever, you meet that someone, and someone does respond to you, or, or you do get that job, that, my friends, is where the magic happens. Thanks for listening. This is Angelo Q. Have a great weekend, and I will chat with you manana.